0: Welcome to the C3 Church Noosa podcast. Stay tuned for this week's message. God is worthy of our praise. Come on, every one of us. Let's just thank you. Why don't we just close our eyes just for a minute? Father, we stand before you today. I'm grateful for your presence. Thank you for your Holy Spirit is moving amongst us now. Like Melissa prayed earlier, Lord, I pray for breakthrough, I pray for peace. I speak the touch of God over every single person's life here this morning. That, Lord God, you would smile upon your people. Father, they would know your love. Experience your goodness in their world. That you would lead them and guide them. Just as we were reading last week, that the word of God is a lamp into our feet and a light into our path. That Father, you would lead each of us. And that, Lord, your word would come alive to us this morning in the mighty and wonderful name of Jesus. And everybody said... Come on, one more time. Let's thank the Lord. Let's thank the band. You guys are sensational. Thank you. We love you. We appreciate you. Drew, you'd have to be one of my favorite people on the planet. Who loves Drew? I feel good when I see Drew. You're a champion. Why don't you give somebody a hug? Give them a kiss. Tell them you're glad you're at church with them. We need to pray because people are dropping like fires. We got emails and texts and phone calls all week saying we're sick. Don't know if we'll be there on Sunday, so the awesome thing is next week the hall's going to be filled to capacity, it's going to be amazing. had a great week. I had an absolutely sensational week, I did something I've never done before in my entire life and I went with Joe Butterworth, I almost called him Pastor Joe Butterworth because I felt like he pastored and he, he just spoke into my world for the day. We went up to Double Island, it was unbelievable. Has anybody been up to Double Island, not been up to Double Island? You haven't? Can I tell you, I've travelled the globe extensively, like literally I've, I've been to most continents, I've been everywhere, I don't know that I've ever been somewhere as beautiful as Double Island the other day, it was, it was a bit of a mandate, it may have looked a little funny, we are under a tent, Joe and I he was cooking for me on the barbecue and then we went and had a swim which was amazing, but uh, can I encourage you, if you don't have a four wheel drive, hire a four wheel drive, go up to Double Island, make a day of it, we should maybe do it as a church one day, we'll go up and have church on the beach, something like that, sound good? Excellent, All right. so the title of the message today is, who are you listening to? And possibly more importantly is, what are you listening to? Because what you listen to, every day we're surrounded by noise, sound, uh, influences, opinions, voices. And so it's not so much what's going on around me, but what I'm listening to that shapes up who I am and what my future will look like. Uh, and who's enjoying? Melissa was saying that I, I've, I've challenged everybody. There's 31 proverbs. If you get to 32, you're reading the wrong book. There's only 31. Um, <laughs> uh, read a proverb a day. It will help you. It will shape you. It will build you. Uh, who's reading the book of Proverbs? Fantastic. If you haven't started, it's all right. You can catch up. We're only up to day nine. But I thought for us this morning would actually read Proverbs 9 together. Does it sound good? So if you've got your Bibles, grab your Bibles out. If not, I'm going to read it out. Uh, and like Melissa was saying, the book of Proverbs is a book of wisdom, and if you'll allow it to speak to you, and it will guide you in life, uh, and it will bring clarification, it will bring instruction, it will, it's just a cool book. So let's have a look. It's that, in verse 1 it says, Wisdom has built her house. She has hewn it out of her, her seven pillars. She has slaughtered her meat, she's mixed her wine, she's also furnished her table, she's sent out her maiden, she cries out from the highest places in the city. I love that. Wisdom is crying out. your attention wisdom there are there are things daily vying for our attention wisdom is one of those things and I love this basically when as I read that it says wisdom has gone about her business wisdom is doing what's necessary in life and you know the saying don't put off to tomorrow what you can do today I love it. it's like wisdom has brought order to her world wisdom is setting things in order and setting things in place um Uh, whoever is simple let him turn in here as for him who lacks understanding she says to him come eat my bread and my drink of and drink of my wine I have mixed so anybody can get wisdom anybody can have understanding come into their world if they position themselves in that place like Melissa was saying before of expectancy where I whatever I go after in life I'll generally get So whatever direction I I travel in, what what I'm looking at and focusing on and listening to, that's where I'm going to end up and that's what I'm going to have in my world. So a a really cool thing, and Melissa said this, uh, every day we have choices to make. So what am I choosing to listen to and what am I choosing to have or what am I desiring to have in my world? Um, uh, Here we go. He who corrects a scoffer... um, Sorry, forsake foolishness and live and go in the way of understanding. He who corrects a scoffer gets shame for himself, and he who rebukes a wicked man only harms himself. Don't correct a scoffer, lest he hate you. Rebuke a wise man, and he will love you. Give instruction to a wise man, and he will be still wiser. Teach a just man, and he will increase in learning. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. For by me, your days will be multiplied, your years will be added to. Uh, if you are wise, you are wise for yourself. And if you scoff, you will bear it alone. A foolish woman is clamorous; she is simple and knows nothing. For she sits at the door of her house, on a seat by the highest place in the city, to call out to those who pass by. See, the funny thing is, foolishness and wisdom are calling out to each of us. Every day, like I said, we're torn in two directions. What am I going to listen to? What am I going to allow to come upon me? Because every day I have a choice to make. Am I going to walk in wisdom today and reap of those results and, and get that fruit in my life? Or am I going to walk foolishly and without wisdom and without knowledge or restraint in my world? Because I will. We, what we sow, we reap. So what, what I look to, what I sow towards, that I will have come back multiplied into my life um, she sits at the Doro house, on the seat in the highest place of the city, to call to those who pass by, who go straight on their way. Whoever is simple, let him turn in here. And as for him who lacks understanding, she says to him, stolen water is sweet, and bread eaten in secret is pleasant. But he does not know that the dead are there, that her guests are in the depths of hell. I love this. I love the book of Proverbs and you kind of have to read this thing through more than once because you read it once and you go, what, 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 do you, what do you mean? It's uh, stolen water is sweet, bread in secret is pleasant. He doesn't know that the dead are there, the, the guests, her guests are in the depths of hell. The Bible says that the wages of sin is death. Uh, you know, I've, I've read to you before out of Proverbs where it says uh, there is a way that seems right to man, but in its end is death. So there's, there's two things going on here. There's an intellectual and there's a spiritual. You know, I've read for you in Proverbs 3 where it says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him and He will direct your paths. See, the Scriptures all line up. They all correlate. There's not one Scripture in the Bible that is contrary to another Scripture. everything It's scientifically proven that the Bible is mathematically perfect and lines up. Uh, And that's where we we know that it says that um, all Scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness that the man or woman of God will lack nothing. They'll have what they need when they need it. You you can get wisdom and understanding from the Word of God. But uh, what I love is they're saying, get wisdom. Whatever you do, get wisdom. Get wise. And I want to encourage you as a church and as a a people, upskill yourself. Read. Read the Word of God. Read books. uh, Listen to podcasts. Fill yourself up. Because we will be filled with something. So I'm just choosing today what I'm going to get filled with. What I'm going to soak up into my spirit that creates ultimately who I am as, as the man that God has created to me to be. Um, but I love this because it says, you know, wisdom is more profitable than, than silver and gold. It's going, don't be foolish. Don't make dumb decisions. Don't do silly things because there will be consequence for your actions. Go after wisdom. It says, don't follow an immoral woman or rush after the wicked who plot evil and destruction. So as we've read through from one to nine, every, every day it's saying something else. Hey, hey, listen, at dusk, don't, don't look across the, the road at that woman's house because she's a seductress. And if you go in that direction, it's gonna bring death and destruction to your world. So stay inside your own house. In other words, have boundaries around your life, have predetermined decisions that you've made that this is what I do do and this is what I don't do. And if you do this, there'll be life. And there will be blessing and there will be future and hope. But if you do this, there will be death and calamity. And what I love is, and we were saying this last week, is Christianity isn't that hard. It's not that easy, but it's not that hard. I just have to make wise decisions. And I have to allow God to guide me. And he guides me a few ways. One's through his voice, another through his people, and then another through his word. So as I stay within the parameters of the God-given life, I find myself in an enlarged place where his blessing flows towards me. Amen? Amen? But as I was saying, what it, what it shows me as I read through these Proverbs every day is that every day I have a choice to make. You, you can't do life in neutral. You, you can't stay on a hill in neutral. You either have to put engaged gear, you have to put the handbrake, you have to do something. We're, we're walking towards the glorious future that God has for us. The Bible says that the way of the righteous winds upwards, but you can't do life in neutral. I've got Jesus in my life now, I'm fine and I'm not gonna make another decision. Now, no, I am a Christian, and therefore I get to make decisions. I am, a, um, uh, you know, that I can walk true. I can walk strong. I can go towards my dreams and my desires. And that's what Proverbs 11 says. Uh, the integrity of the upright will guide them, but the unjust are destroyed by their duplicity. I can't have it both ways. I must make a decision today to press forward in life and in God. Amen? And... Uh, I have to make a choice what I'll listen to and what I'll accept in life. And I don't know about you, but I can have a hundred good things going on in my life, like a hundred, just awesome, and I know it's God, and I know I'm blessed, and I know it's, it's exciting, and, and I've got answers to prayers, and then I can have one bad thing going on in my world. Just one thing that's just not, it's not even that bad, but it's just not that good. Well, well my head just, it goes to that place. And i found that negative always tries to hijack positive. So, so in this area, finances are great. Health is great, relationship's great, but I get over to here and there's one thing that's just slightly out of kilter. And that's the thing I focus on. And I wanna encourage you to make a choice that we always focus on the positive. We always focus on what God's smiling on. We always focus on what we do have, not what we don't have. I travel around a whole lot and pray for people and and I'll I'll pray for somebody. I say, out of a scale of one to 10, how's your pain? They'll say nine. And I say, let's pray. We pray. Yeah, it's still there. It's, It's still there. I say, okay, how is it? Oh, it's about a three. So instead of focusing on it's gone from nine to six, to, you know, from nine to three, we're, we're better by six, you know, they're focusing on it's still there. And I'm trying to go, let's go to that place of faith. Let's go to that place of positivity. Let's, let's listen to, God just started to heal me. The process has begun. And the Bible says that what he has begun, he'll bring to completion because he's faithful. And, and when we can get people to that place, they go, okay, so let's just shift our thinking a little bit here. God has touched you. Let's just acknowledge that for one. God touched you. you. You came to a meeting, you sat in a seat, you had pain nine out of 10. God called out because he knew what you were facing that you had an issue. So you came forward, somebody, these things don't just happen. This isn't this, this cosmic coincidence. This is God orchestrating an event to take place. You came forward, God touched you. It's feeling better than it was before. Let's acknowledge that so that God can continue the work that he's doing. I got, I got, a, I got what I focus on, what I listen to, is what I get, amen? James says this, James 1.19, says, Understand this, my dear brothers and sisters, you must be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to get angry. Anybody else find this difficult? I sometimes get those ratios wrong. I'm like, you've got to be quick to speak, slow to li- Oh, hang on, no, it doesn't say that. You must be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to get angry. And, and, and I just think that slow to speak he said that there's time to process. Listen, let God get in the middle of the equation. If you create space for God, God will fill that space. And in the middle of that space, he will bring his wisdom. He will bring his understanding. He will bring his revelation and his insight. So I hear a thing and I don't just respond. I don't just react. I don't just explode. I don't just uh, whatever. I, 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 I'm slow to speak. I listen. I get God's insight in my world. Then I respond, and in the middle of it, I don't get angry. Again, does anybody find that difficult? Okay. Um, We all have different voices speaking to us in life, hundreds of voices. Have you ever seen those cartoons where you've got the the little devil on one shoulder and the little angel on the other shoulder, and you're right in the middle of this thing, and and they're calling this way, the devil's saying, yeah, do this, do this, it's going to be good for you, and you can see a hole and dynamite in it, and then the anvil's about to drop, and then somebody's going to hit you with a hammer on this side, no, it's like, go this way. You can go left or you can go right. We, we all have voices in our world vying for our attention, vying to, to occupy that mental space. We've only got so much mental space in our heads. It's, I have, to, I have to get active. I have to choose what I allow in. I have to choose what I listen to. And uh, I did a bit of reading this week just around the topic of, of why people don't listen, why I don't listen, why don't you listen. Because uh, the reality is, and I did quite a bit of reading this week about this, is most people don't listen. We've already predetermined what we're going to do. I'll ask your opinion or I'll ask for advice, but I already know what I'm going to do. I'm just, I just need to ask enough people to agree with what I've already decided I'm going to do, and then I'll go in that direction anyway. Hello? Yeah. It's true. It's, and it's, The funny thing is, okay, the first reason why most people don't, why I don't listen, I'm not talking about you, I'm talking about me, is um, we perceive our reality differently from the way others see it. You know the saying, and I've said it before, that sometimes you can't see the forest for the trees. You're so, you're right in the middle of a thing and you're consumed by everything that's going around you. And somebody's looking on from the outside going, if you just stop doing this, this, this and this will line up and I think it will help you. No, and we don't listen because we know what's right. And, and, and half the time it's, it's let's peel back. And get that panoramic view of the situation at whole not just sit right in the middle of well this is what's going on and this is what i'm consumed by no i'm going to get the bigger picture you know it says in isaiah 55 that my ways are not your ways and my thoughts are not your thoughts but my ways are above your ways and my... why do we need to get into the Word? why do we need to slow down and be still and know that he is god because god's looking from a heavenly perspective so often we're looking in life from this earthly perspective, consumed by worry, fear, anxiety and circumstance, and, and he's sending people with a voice into our world saying, if you just don't do this, this will work out for you, and we need to listen. We need to listen to wisdom, we need to seek out godly counsel and wisdom for our lives so we can make smart choices. Uh, the second thing is, I am afraid of the unknown. I'm not identifying anyone, it's, this is all about me. They're afraid to step outside of their comfort zone. So often we don't listen to other people because we're afraid of what we don't know. But the Bible says that faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not yet seen. That I may not see the way, but he's going to be that light into my path and the lamp into my feet. He will lead me. He will guide me. He will make my path straight, but I have to step out. Peter stepping out of the water, that was unknown. Nobody had ever walked on water before. They were freaking out thinking it was a, a ghost because Jesus had walked out onto the water. He was bold enough to say, Jesus, if that is you. He didn't even know it was Jesus. So here are the disciples that have been traveling with Jesus for three years, not even knowing it was Jesus that was passing him by. And, and the scriptures actually say that he would have passed them by, except they freaked out so badly and cried out to him that he said, yeah, it's me. It's not a ghost, it's Jesus. I'm here. And then Peter goes, well, if it's you, let me come out to you. And he goes, all right, all right. Well, if you want to party, come on out. And he walked out, but the, it, was in the, it was in the stepping out. It, was in the, it wasn't in staying in the boat, so, but, but he had to go, he had to listen, yes, it is me. It, it is Jesus, it is I. So often we don't step out because we haven't sought wise counsel, we haven't sought God, we've just had a thought. And then fears grab the hold of us, or we, we don't know, we, we want to stay within the comfort of what we have. God has so much more for you than what you know right now. Isaiah 54 says, enlarge the place of your tent. Get bigger every day, get bigger. Don't just accept the status quo. Don't just accept what you have right now as being all that you'll ever have. You can you can grow to a new place. You can get bigger in yourself. You can get bigger in your circumstance so that we can see more of God moving in our society. Amen. Uh, People don't accept the fact that they are responsible for their successes or failures. We want to blame somebody else. So we don't listen. And when people are saying, hey, listen you've maxed out that credit card and you've maxed out that credit card and you maxed out that I think what you should do is cut them up and get a savings plan no, no no it's not my fault it's the bank's fault they put the interest rates up it's not my fault the economy is done we had a GFC uh, well you've gone through this relationship this relationship and this maybe you should go and get some some counsel or something like that no it's not my fault it's their fault so often we don't listen because we want to shift the blame God doesn't want to place blame he wants to bring answers He wants to bring breakthrough. He wants to make us bigger people where we can accept our flaws and failings. And he says, my grace is sufficient. That in your weakness, my strength is made perfect. And I I will work for you and I will work with you and in you causing you to have that life that I've designed you for, but you have to take responsibility for your own actions. You know, I, I was thinking back, about the voices that we listen to in life. And I thought about when I got saved, and I, I think I've mentioned this before, but I had two friends, I called them Fatty and Skinny. This was before the days of PC, and it was fine to do so. Uh, Damien was about five foot eight, Richard was about six foot five, they were cousins. One was short and plump, Fatty. The other one was really tall, real skinny. We did everything together. Surfed, snowboarded, went to, played football together, went to the park, we did everything together. And when I got saved, I had a clear word from the pastor that was counselling me on that morning, and he said, you know, I feel like God's telling me you need to draw a line in the sand, and you need to get new friends, and you need to choose to walk this life that God has called you to. I said, yeah, whatever, that's great, these are my best friends, this is my world, my life, everything. The next day I went back and I, I said to the guys, I was excited, I thought they'd be excited, they're coming to church next week, they're getting saved, this is revival, it is awesome. I'd only heard about revival the day before, however... It's revival. We've entered into revival. I go and tell them, boys, I went to church yesterday and I got saved. What the blankety blank blank. What the, I can't even say, I can't even think about the words they've said. Um, What are you talking about? Don't go to that church. They're going to brainwash you. Come down the beach with us and look at the topless women. That was their logic. That was was where they were at. And I'm thinking to myself, they are going to brainwash me. My brain's dirty. It needs washing. I need to go to that place to think differently. But I had a choice. What voice am I going to listen to? And I'm telling you, these guys not only got verbal, they got physical. One of them grabbed me. The other one started hitting These are my best friends in the world. And I made one decision to ask Jesus Christ into my life, and they flipped their wigs. They just went, burko. But I had to choose that day. And the funny thing was, the voice of that pastor Paul Bucknell. And I can, I can still hear it clearly. You have to draw a line in the sand and choose who you'll run with. Choose who your friends will be. Now these guys are still my friends, but the funny thing is when they're going through turmoil in life, they're still not in church, they call to me. Mate, what do I do? What do I do in this relationship? Can you do this funeral? What's going on? And, and I can still speak into their world, but I chose a different path. And I chose which voice I would listen to, amen. So thinking through, just to identify some people this morning, what are some voices in our world that we need to learn to perhaps filter, block, or receive from? And the first one is parents, friends, enemies, teachers, society, family, media, social media, voices from the past, voices of previous failures, negative voices. Do you know there are people that hate the fact that you come to this church? And they're going to get negative about it. And they're going to talk to you about it. And they're going to tell you why you shouldn't be coming to this church. Can I tell you, I just want you blessed. I just want the touch of God upon your life. I just want you to be all that you can be in Him. I want the Word of God to get inside of you, faith to get on the inside of you. I want you to see life as God sees it for you so that you can step into that. We don't want anything from you. We don't want to take from you. All we want to do is create a community of believers so that we can go and be the influence that God's called us to be. You know, there's critical voices. There's whining voices. And uh, what I've come to notice is that what I listen to and the conversations that I decide to enter into determine my future so I can hear a lot of stuff but not enter into that conversation but as soon as I enter into a conversation I've chosen to allow that conversation to have power and effect in my life Uh, whether it's I defending a a position because here's the thing God doesn't need defending God doesn't get nervous he's not sitting up in heaven on the edge of his seat on the edge of his throne you know Freaking out, going, oh my gosh, are they really going to do that? Did that person really say that? My gosh, they're going to they're spin it. God's not worried. He's not anxious. I just want to let you know that this morning. He's not nervous. He's not, he's not going, I wish there was another presidential candidate here that I could hand over. He's, God is God. He sits outside of the bounds of time, space, intellect, or any other. He is God. So I have to be very careful about what I listen to. I need to let that voice be the clearest voice. So the question I'd ask you this morning is, what are you listening to? Are you listening to the financial reports? Are you listening to your neighbours who are saying, this is going to happen, that's going to happen? Are you listening to the doctor's report? What what are you listening to? What conversation have you entered into? Because that is going to shape the future that you enjoy or endure. Amen? You know, I, I have two friends right now, and it's really sad, same age as Melissa and I, three beautiful children... My friend's wife allowed herself to enter into a conversation. The conversation now is derailing their future. They've they've split up. Uh, She, she at the age of 41, wants to become a a model. Great looking lady, beautiful lady. She's not a model. But she's, she's so convinced by the conversation she's had that that's her future, that she's pushing her kids away. She's pushed her husband away. She's derailing her future because of a wrong conversation. Now, there's just realities in life, things that we shouldn't enter into, things that we shouldn't entertain, but things that hold consequence. And uh, that's where I'm saying to you guys, you know, if I make a, if I make a choice under pressure, social media, or can I, can I encourage you? Don't make life choices based on social media, social trends, uh, wh- whatever just because iphone 7 has come out you've you've got iphone 6 that's okay it still functions well you don't need to put yourself in debt to get the iphone 7 so you fit with and look you don't have to buy the jeep i know she bought a jeep and he bought a jeep and they're out in the countryside you don't have to do what others are doing it it, it can be detrimental to your world you got to choose our kids are being bombarded every single day we need to protect our kids from social media and social and all these other things. We need to help them and, and get this stuff in them so they make wise decisions. So they have godly filters over their mind and their heart and their ears and their eyes so that they don't get sucked in. And it's so easy and so pervasive, the ways of the world. And, and the, the devil, you know, I think sometimes we get surprised in life, what's going on. The devil comes only to steal, kill and destroy but I've come that you may have life and life more abundantly. We shouldn't be surprised that there's attacks waged against us, against our sanity, against our finances, against our relationship. We shouldn't be surprised, but we have weapons that can counter every, every attack that comes against us in life. Let's, uh, let's read from 1 Kings 19. This story is an amazing story. It, it blows me out every time I read it. Uh, it's, it's the voice of Elijah running from Jezebel. It says, when Ahab got home, he told Jezebel everything Elijah had done, including the way he'd killed all the prophets of Baal. So Jezebel sent this message to Elijah. May the gods strike me and even kill me if by this time tomorrow I have not killed you just as you killed them. Elijah was afraid and fled for his life. He went to Bathsheba, a town in Judah. He left his servant there. So he went uh, on alone into the wilderness, traveling all day. He sat down under a solitary broom tree and prayed that he might die. I've had enough, Lord. He said, take my life. I'm no better than my ancestors who have already died. He laid down and slept under the broom tree. But as he was sleeping, an angel touched him and told him, get up and eat. He looked around and there beside his head was some bread baked on hot stones and a jar of water. So he ate and drank and lay down again. So the angel of the Lord came again, touched him again and said, get up and eat more uh, or the journey ahead will be too much for you. So he got up, ate and drank and the food gave him enough strength to travel for 40 days and 40 nights to Mount Sinai. The mountain of God. Then he came to a cave where he spent the night, but the Lord said to him, "What are you doing here, Elijah?" And Elijah replied, "I have zealously served the Lord God Almighty, but the people of Israel have broken down their covenant with you, torn down your altars, killed every one of your prophets. I am the only one left now they 're trying to kill me too." And then the Lord replied, "Go out and stand before me on the mountain." The Lord told him, and as Elijah stood there, the Lord passed by, and a mighty windstorm hit the mountain. It was such a terrible blast that the rocks were torn loose, but the Lord was not in the wind. After the wind, there was an earthquake, but the Lord wasn't in the earthquake. After the earthquake, there was a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. After the fire, there was a sound of a gentle whisper, and when when Elijah heard it, he wrapped his face in a cloak, went and stood out to the entrance of the cave and said, and the voice said, what are you doing here, Elijah? I love this awesome story the world screams everything about the world is urgent and it's loud and it's give me your attention and I need you to focus on me now but what I love about this is God whispers you will not hear the voice of God in your life if you're busy and you're consumed by the loud noises around you the worries of the world the concerns of life you won't you won't hear that small still voice asking you what are you doing here And the backstory to this, from a a word from one woman, the conversation that Elijah chose to enter into was a conversation with Jezebel. Jezebel wasn't even present. Jezebel just sent message. She just sent sent a text message. She just sent an email. Have you ever freaked out because you got a text message? Or you got a threatening email? Or you got somebody sent message via someone else? Jezebel sent message hey, Elijah, may the gods kill me if by this time tomorrow I have not made you like one of those prophets. He entered into that conversation. The back story is he had just called down fire from heaven 24 hours before. God had spoken clearly to Elijah. Elijah had gone to Mount Carmel. He'd gone to King Ahab, a wicked king, and said, call all of the prophets. You've got 850 prophets of Baal and of Asherah. Call them all together. We're going to have a competition. They prepared two bulls. They, they got ready for sacrifice. And he said to the 850 prophets, why don't you cry out to your gods? And who, the God that answers by fire, he will be the true God. So day for hour after hour after hour after hour, they're cutting themselves. They're chanting. They're raving. They're, they're going on. They're gods, false gods, fake gods, no gods, didn't answer. And Elijah says, why don't you come over here? He called all the people of Israel to himself. And he says, Listen to my prayer. And he prepared the altar, and he put things in order. He, he prepared the sacrifice. He tipped water over the sacrifice. They were in a time of drought. What do you need more in a time of drought than water? He, he, he was willing to pour out the very thing that was needed in that time. He says, watch this. He says, God, I thank you. You've heard my cry. You've heard my prayer. Answer now by fire. He says that fire came from heaven, licking up not only all the water, but the sacrifice and everything. That was a conversation he was in 24 hours before. You ever been in a time of victory in your world? Everything's going great. You've got a hundred good things going on. And then one thing, one text message takes you over here and threatens to derail you and everything that you stand for in life. Here, here he's gone from leading revival because it says that everyone came back to God and said, he, God, he is the one true God. He led a people, he led a nation into revival in, in a conversation. Then through one text message, one threatening email, he runs for his life and he says, God, let me die here because I'm no better than my ancestors. Why, why do we do that? Why do we allow ourselves to go to that conversation? Why do you go, Jezebel, I tell you what, I'm going to text back. Meet me wherever you like. Here's where I'm at. I'll come and see me now and we'll talk this through because God will strike her down. Do you know what I mean? I don't know if you've ever read the book of Job. It says that Job was the wealthiest man. He was a man of notoriety. He was a man that, that everybody looked to. He had wealth, he had possessions, he had children, so therefore he had heritage. He was held in highest regard in the in the area. And go on to chapter, this is a 41 chapter book. In chapter 4, he's lost everything and he's sitting with his friends and he's, he, the, the Anyway, you you can read the story. He's sitting with his friends and and he says this. He says, the thing that I feared the most has come upon me. My question is, why did you fear anything? God was favoring you. God was smiling upon you. God had blessed you. He'd brought wealth. He'd brought notoriety. He'd brought family. He'd brought peace to your home. Why were you fearful that you would lose everything? I I was saying last week, we're going to occupy one of two places, a place of fear or a place of faith. I just make that choice every, I'm listening to faith, I'm speaking faith, I'm standing in faith, I'm going to move in faith, I'm going to speak the words, my God shall supply all my needs according to his glorious riches in Christ Jesus. I'm, I'm going to go to that place, I'm going to occupy that space, because that's what I believe God has for my life, and it just, it just blows me out, but what I love about God and his graciousness is he doesn't rebuke me, he just says, man, what are you doing here? This isn't what I have for you. I have so much more for you in life. You don't have to listen to those negative voices. You don't have to listen to those threats and those accusations and those opinions. You can just listen to me. And when you listen to me, I will position you in life so you're not running from life. Not, you're not desiring to die, but you're actually running towards purpose and vision and hope. That's what God has for us. When we listen to that voice, where we allow that to be an influence in our life, that's what comes to us. Amen. I want to show you a quick video, and you you might go, how's this correlate? But I'll I'll talk to you after it. But can we flick through to that video, Nick? It goes for about five minutes.
1: Let me just say to all of you on Facebook right now, to everybody who has a complaint on the tip of your tongue, I want you just to shut your mouth and watch this tape. Because Pastor Rick had one request for tonight's show, to include a man who he says is one of the best examples of winning the hand you're dealt. This is going to shut your mouth. It's going to shut your mouth. Just close it right now. (laughs) Take a look at this. Born in Australia without arms or legs, 30-year-old Nick Vujicic has become a symbol of triumph against all odds. His inspiring YouTube videos have been watched over 100 million times.
2: It's a lie to think that you're not good enough. It's a lie to think that you're not worth anything
1: but the road to self-acceptance was excruciating for Nick. For years, he was harassed and tormented at school. When he was 10, Nick attempted suicide. After years of feeling worthless and alone, Nick's awakening came while reading an article about a disabled man who refused to let physical limitations hold him back. In that moment, Nick says he discovered the power to take control of his life, and he has. Today, Nick surfs, he snorkels, he golfs, and plays soccer. He's traveled to 44 countries with his message of hope. Even the worst part of your life
2: can come together for the good.
1: And less than a year ago, Nick married the love of his life and danced at their wedding. (laughs) Nick's in our audience tonight. Say hello to Nick. We're standing up for Nick. Now, this is what's so unbelievable. As you've heard, people complain about the spots on their face and people complain about not having a boyfriend and not being able to have the mates of their life. What happened to you that you were able to take all of, take your chemistry, being born with no arms and no legs, take your connections, your relationships, your life circumstances, Mm -hmm. your state of consciousness, and then choose, make the conscious choice that you were going to take all of that which the rest of the world looks at, you know, undeniably as a pretty bad hand and that you were gonna turn it into something, you were gonna be exalted by it. What what happened to you that you were able to do that?
2: Oprah, I know that you love to think out of the box and have things outside of the box in your show. Yeah. And I know that you love illustrations. So if I may illustrate in about 180 seconds, can I do something a little crazy, but it'll sure. be powerful. Go is that right cool? Ahead. You got a camera behind me, right?
0: Yeah. I've
2: got to show you. Come, come, come. The This step right here, is there enough light here? Okay. The chemistry, I was born without arms and legs. The chemistry I could not change. In my life, I know that God didn't give me this pain but what the enemy tried to use for bad, he turned into good. Yeah. Man, the connections. I wanna tell uh, Porsche, uh, look, I'm a guy, I love cars, okay? And I love Porsches more than Ferraris, okay? <laughs> and I and, uh, want everyone to know that, that we are wonderfully and fearfully made. And until you can actually understand that we are all wonderfully and fearfully made from God, um, I want you to know that, that you will always be trapped and chained and you will be stopped. But when you have the incredible power of faith in action, nothing holds you back. And you're beautiful yeah. just the way that you are. No worries. For me, I felt the connection. For yeah. me in my life, I'm thinking, man, I'm not gonna get married. I can't, you know, can't even hold my wife's hand. What connection am I gonna have? But you know what? All things come together for the good for those who love him. Wow. Man. This is a little bit high. I'm gonna break my arm, man. This is pretty crazy. Wow. All right. I'm gonna break my arm. <laughs> I'm gonna break my arm. Circumstances. Being born without arms and legs, man, it's all about choice. You ask me what it was. I had parents who were my heroes. They always said, you, you can either be angry for what you don't have Will be thankful for what you do have. Do your best, and God will do the rest. Then consciousness, because I gave my life to Lord Jesus Christ, and the renewing of my mind. Wow! I knew that I could be unstoppable.
0: Wow, oh, what a video. I wanted to play that, because I, I just believe that represents all of our lives. None of us have that extreme going on in our world, but all of us have something going on in our world, some level of disability, some level, and you know, whether, whether it's just a mental disability, where, where I can't comprehend, or I can't overcome, and I do get anxious, and I do get nervous, or I'm facing challenge, or... I know, I've met Nick. He's sensational. I've gone through schools with him. He's unbelievable. And what I love is he chose which voice he'd listen to. See, the voice of the enemy tried to take him out. And he did try and take his life at 10 years of age. Thank God he didn't. Because he literally has seen millions and millions of lives changed by the power of Jesus Christ. Led people to Christ. But the amazing thing is this. He chose to listen to his parents. Voices of wisdom in his world who said you can either get angry about what you don't have or you can get thankful for what you do have. And who would have thought at 10 years of age when he wanted to end his life that he would travel to 44 countries, that he would speak with presidents and national leaders, that he would go on the Oprah Winfrey show with Pastor Rick Warren who, who passes one of the most influential churches. in the, Who would have thought, can I, can I suggest that God knew? Can I suggest that God knows the plans and the purposes He has for your life, the blessings that are laid out ahead of you, the things that you'll enter into, the things that you'll do if you choose to listen to those voices of wisdom and faith in your world, amen? So I wanna leave you with this this question this morning. What are you listening to? What are you allowing to fill your heart and fill your mind and what are you being consumed by? Not just what are you consuming, Oh, what are you going to be? Because here's the thing, it says in Hebrews 12, it says, because we're surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us cast off every weight and sin which so easily entangles us and let us look towards Jesus, Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. Let's run that race looking to Jesus because here's what I know. If I don't let go of those things, if I, if I carry those, those weights of, of sin and, and chains, those, those cares of the world, eventually the things I carry take a hold of me and then I can't get rid of them anyway but I, what, what I love is that God's saying lay them down just lay those things down if you can't change it it's not yours to carry and I think so often we carry things in life that God just goes just give them to me and that's what the word says "Is come to me all you who are weary and heavy laden and I will give you rest come and take my yoke upon your life because my yoke's easy and my burden is light says this in Deuteronomy 28. We'll finish here. If you listen to these commands of the Lord your God and carefully obey them, the Lord will make you the head and not the tail and you will always have the upper hand. I love that Jesus could have chosen to listen to the devil. The devil came to him and said, if you are the son of God. So he's challenging his identity, but he chose not to listen to the devil. The devil will come to everyone if you are a man or woman of God. If you are faithful, if you are generous, if you are, He will come at it with everything. He'll find you a point of weakness. We all have Him. If you are that man of integrity, if you are, He will come at you. But Jesus said, I remember that time at the lake where the clouds parted and the voice of my Father from heaven said, this is my Son in whom I am well pleased that's the conversation I'm going to enter into. That's what I'm going to listen to. That's what I'm going to be But Can I suggest today, God's speaking a whole lot more than we're hearing. But if we, will position, if we will just go to that place of reading the Word, get into Proverbs, read a proverb a day, read more, please, read as much of the Bible as you can. Let God speak to you. Let God guide you. Let God fill you up, energize you, bring faith, bring opportunity. I'm telling you, Big doors swing on very small hinges. So often we don't walk into the death because we haven't allowed that hinge of faith to swing open the God door for our lives. Amen. Can we just stand to our feet? Just close your eyes for a minute. Let me read this scripture over you. John 10, saying verse 27 says, My sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me and I give them eternal life and they shall never perish. Neither shall anyone snatch them out of my hand. My father has given them to me. He's the greater than all and no one is able to snatch them out of my father's hand and I am the father, a one. I love that. You are God's, you are precious, you are protected. He is for you and not against you. This week as we go, can I encourage you? choose to listen to faith choose to listen to positive speech. choose to listen to God as you have your time of prayer and as you read your word and let him bless you as you go father we just thank you this morning thank you for your word thank you that you're always with us you never leave us nor forsake us thank you lord just like Nick we have choices to make but we can make choices Lord God we can get happy for our circumstance we can get happy with the blessings we have we can push aside the things that we we don't have and we don't like and we and we choose not to get upset by them but we're going to be quick to listen and slow to speak and slow to get angry this week Lord because we know it's your plan and purpose for our life father I pray that the, the word of God would take root in our hearts and our souls this week and it would illuminate our paths in Jesus mighty and wonderful name and everybody said Come on, let's give God a hand this morning. Thanks for listening to the C3 Church Noosa podcast. Visit us online
2: at c3noosa.org.